0: This is an AMI podcast. Welcome to Double Tap Canada, the show where blind people talk tech. Have your say. Call us, text us to 844 971 1999. That's 844 971 1999. Tweet us at Double Tap Canada and find us on Facebook. Just search for Double Tap Canada. Now, here's your favorite double tappers.
1: Oh hello, 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 Canada! How are you? You know what? You're looking beautiful. Sean uh, Price is with me uh, today. Uh, that's uh, me, Stephen Scott. Hello, Sean Price. I didn't like that intro at all.
2: Hello, Stephen why? Scott. How are you? I was being nice to Canada. Ah, oh, and why not? It was recently uh, Canada Day, wasn't it? I mean, you know, they deserve some love. Canada is a lovely, lovely place. Hello, Canadians. We love you. Ah, you see, you're just, you just trying to jump in on my action now. You see. I'm on That's that gravy it. boat uh, bandwagon. <laughs> yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> the gravy boat bandwagon. It's my favourite place to be. It's also going to be my new password, I think. I've just
2: decided I like that. Add one, two, um, three to the end. Yes, of course. Absolutely. Uh, with an exclamation mark? Ah, yes. Don't you find that so annoying now? I've got to. I know. It, it's It's, it's got to have a capital letter and a sim. I mean, it's impossible. It's just impossible. Everything is terrible. Thank you. Well, there we go. We managed to go to the full
1: gamut of emotions there. Honestly, it's like a therapy session. Every single week, we go through every possible emotion. Hey, do you know why I'm excited this week, Sean Priest? Uh, why is that, Stephen Scott? It's not because we don't have Mark. No Mark this week. I'm so sorry. Mark couldn't no. make it, unfortunately. He's been
2: a very busy boy. He's, It's uh, he's, um, he's like a headless chicken, isn't he? He's backwards. and he's, he's got always, so much yeah. to do. He's a busy fella. He is. But
1: he uh, will be back with us next week. Maybe. I promise. All right, we'll see. If he's not back, yes, I'll be fired. Okay, cool. God, Just I'm me actually, next week. Should have said that. Yeah, that'll <laughs> <laughs> be this fun. Sean. Yeah, Sean, congratulations on uh, winning yourself a radio show.
2: Hooray! I'm terrible at it. Carry on. <laughs> uh,
1: okay, so the reason I'm excited this week is because I have seen. I think what is going to be the best piece of technology out there. Uh, completely inaccessible, I should say. But I would, I would spend, <sighs> I would spend a year of my life for free working with this company to make this product accessible.
2: That is how much I believe in it. That's big news. Um, is it Tesla? They recently released the full self-driving beta. Is it that? Uh, oh, if only. But well, no, okay. not that. Uh, no. Is it something to do with keyboards? Oh, you'd think that, wouldn't you? Because I, would. I have
1: a bit of a keyboard
2: thing. Yeah? Yes. No, no, no. Nothing Fettish. to do with keyboards. Okay, that, that's it. I'm out.
1: What, what are we talking about? What's the thing that you and I do a lot of that we probably shouldn't do a lot of
2: because it doesn't help our health? Well, there's a thousand and one things that could be. I'm going to pump with it's that. It's a family show. He- <laughs> uh, uh, no, eating.
1: Yes, eating. So okay. it's to do with eating. All right.
2: Okay. It's to um, do with deliveries, takeaways, orders? No, no. Okay. no. At home cooking. <gasps> Oh, okay. Well, my favourite thing in the world is, of course, the air fryer. Well, indeed. Saved my life. Yes. Okay, but not that. Okay, next. not that, no. Well, I tell you? Please, it's like 20
1: questions in here. Uh, This is the Revolution Cooking R180 high-speed two-slice stainless steel smart toaster.
2: (gasps) I love it just by its name. The R180, you say? The R180. And is it... Did you say revolutionary or is it revolve?
1: No, rev- 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 maybe the way I say it. It's not easy for me to say this
2: for some reason. That word is difficult to me. Uh, revolution. Revolutionary. Revolution- no, you see, now, back in the day when I used to go on holiday, in uh, Spain, they used all their toasters in the breakfast buffet was a conveyor belt. You That's put right, your yes. bread on, and it used to go on a little, little, oh, little journey. Little journey, and when it came back, it was all toasted and lovely. Is yeah. it like that? It was like the tourists. Pardon? It was like the tourists. Oh, yeah, it's oh, it's very, oh, it's very good. No, it wasn't all red and blistery like I always am. No. <laughs> <sighs> uh, no, this
1: is smart because it has what can only be described as an iPad stapled to the front of it. Uh, yeah it's a fully uh smart um toaster which looks incredible yeah you've got options for the uh i guess the, the, how brown you want the bread to be you can choose what you put in so you could put in say an english muffin or a bagel or bread of different types you choose that you can even go from frozen you can reheat bread if it's cold if your toaster's is getting everything cold. my
2: toaster can currently do yes Yeah, but no, but this has got a screen and it's got like buttons and stuff. Oh well, if it's got a screen, I'm I'm getting images of Talkie Toaster here. Does anyone know what that is? Talkie Toaster. Talkie Toaster, the toaster from Red Dwarf, which ended up in the garbage disposal because it just couldn't stop talking, and it just gives you options all the time. Would you like a bagel? Oh, would you like a bun? If
1: this is based on Android, then it absolutely will be like that. (laughs) Can you ever get an Android device to (sighs) shut up? Well. Okay, look, 60-plus digital settings for yeah. Perfect Toast, bagels, English muffins, waffles, and Pop-Tarts. All my favourites. Pop-Tarts? Are
2: Pop-Tarts still going off? I thought that was a 70s thing. No, that's a, of course. It's, how dare How dare, Do you wash your <laughs> mouth out, Priest? What? I remember that as a child. That was like strawberry and blue. They were terrible things. So this has got Instaglow uh, heating <gasps> system. Ready, Breck?
1: Reaches reaches full glow in two seconds, no preheating. Intuitive touchscreen, which lets you preview and select exact toastiness levels. These are uh, obviously specific uh, toasty terms here. Yes, yes. And there's even a countdown clock. (gasps) Wow. So you can uh, observe your toast's progress. It's going to pop. I am so excited about this. This has got to be the best piece of kit in the world. Can I just say before we start? No, Price. It does not get good ratings on Amazon, right? <laughs> it does not get good ratings. And yet, to buy this, take a guess. Just take a guess at what you think this is. So, we're, we're talking smart toaster, two slice. And two I slice, will add, it is the only toaster with Instaglow technology, according to this website.
2: Well, that makes it unique. Obviously, I'm mm-hmm. guessing $2 million. <laughs> Absolutely. You'd think that, wouldn't you? Yeah. Uh,
1: well, no, actually, it's a bit less than $2 million. It is i don't have a drum roll effect at uh, oh. nine hundred and seventy Canadian dollars. Ah, oh.
2: um, no. <laughs> now, would you would you spend almost a thousand dollars on well, a toaster? No. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I'd rather have one of those conveyor belt ones. I think they're far more Willy Wonka styley. Uh, no, even for a nerd, that is pushing it, isn't it? I, That's, no.
1: Uh, I'll tell you, if it was
2: accessible, I would be tempted. Why? 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 Why oh, Why
1: wouldn't you be? You could stick your bread in there before you go to bed at night. You could get up in the morning and it's moulded, and then you can burn off the mould, and you can eat the nice warm mold. toast.
2: Moulded? I don't know. <laughs> Is that don't know what happens? When you How leave long do you sleep in a toast. <laughs> Sorry, do, do you hibernate? I mean, what's going on? <laughs> uh, I like that. I like the idea of that. I do like the idea of the smart kitchen, as in waking up to breakfast. That sounds oh, so cool, yes. but it's just so incredibly dangerous, right? There's smart kettles. They haven't really took off because you know, you got firstly, if they can't fill themselves with water, you still got to get up or remember to do it the night before. Eh, no, it's not. No, I'm saying no. I'm out. We used to have a thing,
1: I don't know if it existed in Canada, we used to have a thing in the UK called the Teas Made. Uh which oh, no, I have yeah, a feeling the 70s, was a very yeah. British thing. Um and this was a device which it would do that. It would and not only would it boil the kettle for you, it would make the tea. It had this little it was a it little would wake contraption. You yeah, well, yeah. it would because it was so noisy as well. But it had an alarm in it, it. had a clock alarm. And it would wake you up and it would fill up your tea. I mean, obviously, you had to add your milk and, and, and yeah, sugar night or tea bags or whatever the night before. But, yeah, I mean, it was all ready for you. Uh, I like that. I think that kind of device is missing in our it smart is. home arsenal.
2: Oh, well done. Ah, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I had a tease made. Well, I should say we had a tease made. We had a teasmate. We had a teasmate. My partner and I had a teasmate, and it used to sit on the headboard above our bed. And every morning I was terrified that it would just scold my face off.
1: Absolutely. I mean,
2: if that was to fall on you, you would die. Uh, 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 Yeah, yeah, I agree. But then again, she really likes tea, and it was obviously came before my safety. So, uh, fair enough. Yeah, now I've got a, a version. Okay, there you go. That's the smart kitchen. Well done, Stephen. You see,
1: I I like to expand people's horizons with this program. It's mm-hmm. not it's not mm-hmm. all you know iPhones and you know, mm-hmm. occasional Android. You know, it's not all that. Yeah. It's, it's it's a mixture of things. It's, it's a show it's, which it's, is for everyone.
2: Yeah, yeah. Inaccessible smart toasters are inaccessible in every way financially and a uh,
1: thingy $1000 for a toaster wow you'd have to love your toast I think uh, anyway you can tell us your thoughts feedback at ami.ca <laughs> I don't imagine we're going to get many emails about that no I don't I'm just, so. I'm just getting uh, stick around I want to shout at Sean next
0: this is Double Tap Canada we'll be back in a moment Double Tappers, want to get involved? Call the show now at 1 844 971 1999 or email. Feedback at ami.ca and have your say. This is Double Tap Canada. It's a tech show. Honest.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, so I want to. Every week, she says that. Every week, I'm, I'm actually getting resentful of that remark. <sighs> I
2: know. And she's a lovely woman in real life. She's yeah, wonderful. She's, um, yeah. Quite yeah. mean to us. do you ever met? Oh, have of, you course. Ever, of course. Her yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, than me. Um, so, I, I said before the break that we wanted to, well, I wanted to shout at you. Actually, it's not me that wants to shout at you, Sean. It's everybody.
2: Right. Well, uh, before we get into this, Stephen, I don't know what this is about, but can I just say thank you so much for editing last week's show. You really saved me. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, you see, I see what you're trying to do there. That was clever. That was clever. Thank you. you.
1: See, I, I've taught you well, Mr. Priest. Get ahead of it. Get <laughs> That's ahead of it. Pass that buck. Absolutely. What was that 11th commandment again? Cover thine own ass. (laughs) That's right, yeah. Uh, Roger Uh, Ryzen. Yes. uh, He says, hi, guys. Are you aware that there's a 10-minute gap in the latest Double Tap Canada podcast? You go to a break at 25 minutes 45. Then there's 10 minutes of silence, returning at 35.48. Curious to know what has uh, been censored by the Canadian Mounties in those 10 minutes. (laughs) Uh, also, he says uh, that uh, I, I think I'm going to go for a name enhancement as well. And I'm going to sign off as Dodgy Rogie, a.k.a. Roger.
2: Oh, no, I like that. Dodgy, Dodgy Rodgy. Rodgy. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll take that one. Well done. Thank you, Roger.
1: Uh, also, Roger um, and Marina, Amy. right. <laughs> um, I expect you've had loads of people tell you this already, but the latest uh, Double Tap podcast <sighs> regarding a site village and uh, dead grandmothers according to the title was as you know 52 minutes long but at 25 minutes after a difference of opinion between you and Sean you had a break but it must have been bad because it was silent for 10 minutes and then you came back on at 36 minutes obviously one of you were sulking as I said no (sighs) doubt you have been told but just in case keep up the good work obviously you both need Mark to keep you in check kind regards from Noreen Staples
2: in the UK So, (laughs) thank you um, very much shall we we, we explain what happened here I can't explain what happened. If you can, you go for it. <laughs> if you can, email in. Uh, right. <laughs> expecting the listeners to do all the
1: work for you.
2: Uh, yes, I don't know what happened. and That's the honest truth. I put my hands up. I don't know. It was fine when it was in my little project there and I exported it and I must have hit a key accidentally and moved some things around. And uh, yeah, it was all on me. Sorry. I... I'm sorry. I'm going to use a French word in this program. Sabotage! Uh, oh, do you think it was sabotage by someone else or oh, by me? I thought it was you.
3: <laughs> ah, right, yeah. Well,
2: it, it could be. It's interesting that the problems happened after we had a disagreement. Isn't it just, At the, uh, mm. the end of the first half. Because yeah, so, you've,
1: you've been a bit of a mood the past couple of weeks. I don't know why. How um, dare
2: you? Prove me wrong. Could it be anything to do with me not vaping uh, nicotine anymore? Is Is, is that the... That could be the problem. Be I'm the willing problem. to admit.
1: Well, I have to tell you that you know you're not alone in this. I mean, I, I'm not a smoker, but I am on mm. a bit of a health kick at the moment. You are, yes. And I've had no chocolate for a week. I've had no fizzy no drinks. I've had no um, uh, chips. I've had no fried food, which in Scotland is is not easy. That's not I'm, easy to achieve. What have you been eating? Just grazing exactly, on grass. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I, I, I would eat the grass, but it's artificial. So, I can't even eat that. <laughs> I was almost in the dog's bowl the other day just for something. Well, uh, but no, I'm, well I'm done, you. Get, yeah. So, th- this it'll be is, worth it. Well, let's just say thank goodness you do the edit because uh, otherwise, next week's or this week's episode would be a complete disaster <laughs> as well.
2: Ah, yes, hands up. I'm mucked up on that one. Thank you, everyone who did email in. Um, yes. Please let us know if you do spot something because someone needs to fix it. And thank you, Mark, because Mark did pick this up and uh, fixed it straight away before I even knew what was happening. So, uh, yeah, that was on me. Sorry, people. Maybe that's why he's not here. Maybe he's just not happy with you. He's going to have words well, with you yes, he at did, some point. I did get an email saying, why on earth do we trust you, Sean? Uh, yeah. So We're very
1: encouraging here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <tab, aren't we? laughs> <laughs> uh no listen thanks for your comments and uh, thank you for letting us know because you know that's what it's about right and look mistakes happen who cares right we've got it fixed uh, hang on are we, uh, is mr yes. f still fabulous or is he well, furious I, yeah
2: i haven't heard from no, mr f, so I'm, I'm, i was hoping no one would mention it and would get away with it but um apparently not do you know what it was canada day last
1: week everybody was happy nobody cares yeah. No, no. They're no, all drunk no. or, or full of hot dogs. Oof, dear. Okay. Well, is that know what they do. I mean, you know, that's what I would do. It's not wonderful. <laughs> if I had a Canada day, I don't have a Canada day. If I had a Canada day, I would be hot dogs
2: up the roof. Yeah. I bought you a hot dog recently, but let's not go into oh, that not uh, this again. Uh, yeah, no, we'll leave that alone. Yeah, he spent 14 uh, pounds. That's about twenty thousand Canadian dollars that hot dog cost me. Unbelievable. That was the most expensive hot dog in the world well the good thing is you're not going
1: on about it and that's no, no, that's the important no. thing to take away from i've this. let it go you've I've let, let, let it, go. it go like the uh, disney film frozen you yes let it go uh shall we talk about the big news of the week because there's actually been a lot going on in our Stephen, world.
2: i am drowning in tech news
1: i know shall we talk about what some of it is because uh, you know uh, i suppose so since we're here um okay so where do, where do we start honestly I know where we'll start. We'll start with the Orbit, because I know you love this story. Mm. Yeah, I do. So Orbit, the company behind the Reader 20, the Braille display, the uh, Orbit mm. Reader 40, uh, the Orbit Writer. Uh,
2: See, how far they've come since they started absolutely. with just the Orbit uh, 20, was it the 20 Braille display? Yeah, it was just the Orbit just Reader the or- 20, yeah, it was just the yeah, basic. Well, just the basic. affordable Braille display, exactly. right? What, and look at them now. They're pushing the envelope. They're pushing the boundaries, baby. Yeah, exactly. of we'll mind Thank envelopes. You. Let's get back to
1: braille displays. Uh, unless, of course, you're brailing an envelope, which uh, you know to, would that work? No, that wouldn't work, would it? No, no. Postman would have to lead. Re- no, nah, okay, forget that. Uh, carry um, on. Or woman, post woman as well. Sexist. Sexist. Carry on. Honestly, um, but anyway, yes. Orbit. They've come up with all these products <laughs> to date, including uh, I, I will say the Orbit Speak, which is yet to make an appearance. Uh, but they've announced a new line of products, multiple uh, options here, uh, which is essentially multi-line Braille displays with the built-in well, built-in um, Braille keyboard, right, Perkinstyle keys. So you've got that ability to input Braille, but you also have the ability to read back multiple lines of Braille. Now, off the bat, I'm thinking, okay, so this is not your kind of take-around device. You're not going to take this on holiday, sit on the beach and... You know, Why? great Why expectations. Why are you thinking that? Because the sandal getting all the little holes.
2: Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Sorry, carry on. And it costs a lot of money. It'd be a waste of time. All Braille displays cost a lot of money. Look, multi line display, that's that's amazing to me. And it again, is. I'm not a Braille display user. That's a, but just purely, I can appreciate how much more information that gives you, how much easier that is to read through a document. That must be amazing, right? Yeah. And it's interesting because
1: a lot of people have been commenting on the fact that no price has been given yet, and that often happens. These these products are announced, and usually around this time, because in America you've got the ACB, the American Council of the Blind, um, you've got the NFB, you know, National Federation of the Blind we'll conventions up. happening. Yes, thank you. And um, with those two going on at the moment, this is where we're starting to see a lot of the big announcements come. But a lot of these announcements aren't, let's just say, oven ready no product. they're no. not ready to go they're just being announced as products and then we'll, we'll hear more about them and then we'll actually see some prototypes maybe even some models and get pricing probably in the next few months maybe even next year
2: yes i mean they're ready for event announcements similar to that yeah. really but yeah, exactly, you know, yeah that's that's fine um but in my head as soon as i i picture this it's it's an almost upright display Mm. I, I'm not seeing it as a flat display, and I don't know why that is. I mean, I haven't seen it. I've no idea. That's just how I'm picturing it. Have you seen it at all? Is there any pictures or I, renders? Or There
1: are pictures. Yeah, there are pictures of it. But it, So you, you think of it, I mean, if you've tried the Orbit Writer, for example, or you know of that product, you'll know that it's got those typical Braille display keys. You know, it's it's got the keys, but it doesn't have the Braille display at the bottom. The Orbit Writer doesn't have that. The Orbit Reader does um now if you imagine that it doesn't have the braille display at the bottom but in fact it's all inverted all the braille is at the top it's kind of lying in front of you uh, on the larger device um which i think is, is is i can't remember the number of lines but it's it's i think eight or maybe even ten lines it, it kind of lays in front of you like an a4 page in front of or, or behind arguably the the actual keyboard so you have that lying flat. It's all one unit. So it is flat. And it's just... It is flat. Okay, Yeah, horizontal. So it's right. lying flat in front of you, almost like an A4 page. Yeah, yeah. That's probably the best way to think of it. But obviously a little bit higher than that because of the, the size of the device. And that's the other thing. Orbit devices tend to be quite thick. And in, fact, in fairness, all these Braille displays generally are because they have mechanical parts inside them. So this isn't software driving all this. It's, it's physical hardware. Mm. So for that reason, you need more space. It makes the machine a bit heavier um so you know there's a lot of question marks over how you know functional this would be if you were going to take it around the same was true if you remember the bristol braille canute which was a standalone reader it didn't have a braille that's input right, keyboard. yeah but that came with like a wooden box you know it was like something you take into your smoking room yes of an evening right. you know? in your gentleman's <laughs> club a desk. yeah exactly <laughs> yeah it felt like it just felt i don't know very uh regal in some ways yes. um but it's an interesting piece of kit, you know. We'll we'll, we'll see what develops out of it. I think that the one thing we know about Orbit is they try and create products that are, um, the, well, not cheap for sure. Certainly not cheap.
2: I think they are affordable. affordable. I think
1: affordable is the right word. Yeah, yeah, I
2: think they're just trying to push Braille out there even more because Braille languished for the longest time. Yes, there's still you know plenty of companies into Braille displays, but. You know, it's that certain price point. I think Orbit have done so much to bring Braille back into the community. Um, I I can't say enough good things about them. I'm I'm really interested to see the pricing on this. This is going to, Mm. you know, is this going to be three times the the price of a uh, Orbit Braille uh, reader? You know?
1: Well, you know, for for comparison, right? So we're talking about $700 for the... And that's US dollars. We're we're talking 700 US dollars for the Orbit Reader 20. 20, yes. Going up to about $1,500 for the 40. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of imagining it's going to be around the 3,000 US mark.
2: Yeah, Um, I'm kind of hoping it isn't. But then again, I mean, that just brings it in line with some of the other competition, right? And if it gives you, um, I think the two models, was it three lines or five lines? Is that right? Or is it? More oh, there's than, more than that. No more? I,
1: mean, the more? I think it's more lines than that. And, and there are, this is the other thing, because it's fairly new and there's not any physical product to show at this moment, there seems to be variants of this available. So hmm. it may be the case that they're kind of, because I often think what these companies do is they put these products out there at early protos- prototype stage to give people a chance to talk about them. And then from that yes. feedback, yeah, yeah. they finalize the product. Which makes a lot of sense, actually. It does. Of course it does, yeah. Because why put something out there no one's going to buy? And it's, it's this is a difficult market because in some ways it's an easy market because you can go straight to your customer base. You could almost just email them and say, right, yes. guys, what do you think about mm-hmm. this? Um, you know, it's not a huge market. But if you don't get the product right, then, you know, yeah. no one's going to buy it and then you've, you've lost out on all that work. But it sounds like there's clearly a demand for this and, and clearly the company are getting feedback on what they uh, should should be doing. I mean, this, this again, for people who don't know, Orbit Research, the company behind this, is actually funded by a number of organisations around the world, including CNIB, who've put their own hard cash into this project, which is worldwide. It's an organisation of, you know, worldwide. But what they've been quite clever to do is instead of running it as some kind of international body that everybody has a say in, it's a case of, there is a small select group of representatives who finalize the product that means things happen faster can you imagine if you'd like 20 people putting money in and every one of them want to have a say and you'd be back and forward a thousand times whereas if you can just have representatives who are willing to or you know essentially voted in i don't know how it works to that degree but you know i imagine that's how it goes that these representatives are kind of brought in and agreed upon by all the other organizations Um, it gives us a chance to kind of get products out quicker and I think the product line's good. You know, orbit orbit's lineup is good. Uh, I think the the two challenges we always have with Braille is the number of people who learn it at a young age, and I still think the numbers on that are low and they need to improve. More schools need to teach it, it needs to be less of a oh well you're partially sighted so you don't need yes, it. Yes, definitely. Low vision kids need to get the same access to Braille, even if even if teachers don't necessarily think that they need it. No. They should still get the access to it. And this is a, this is a sore point for me because I really wish I'd learned Braille younger uh, as a kid when I had the opportunity to really soak it in more.
2: Yeah, I don't think I'm ever going to learn it now. and That may sound defeatist, but I just don't. I think I'm... Uh, Not to the same degree. That, no, no, you're exactly right. Exactly right. No. And that's a And shame. especially when it comes to grade two.
1: Grade one, you know, it's funny because I, I barely remembered and I hadn't really touched Braille until around about 2018, 2019, right? And... I remember going to, and and I was coming back to Braille from school days where a teacher had sat down and taught me grade one. She only taught me this because she was learning Braille. She was learning to be a teacher of Braille. Yes, And she said, could I basically use you as a guinea pig on this? And I said, yeah, absolutely. And what was interesting was, now we're zooming forward from, I left school in 1999, zooming forward to 2019. My God, you are young. I know. And it's great, isn't it? And I get, I sit down and I remember starting to go through the alphabet again. And it all came back. Like within a couple of lessons, I was like, I've got this. Yeah. Got the alphabet
2: right away. Because grade one, I, and it stuck. After all those years, not even touching it. It's funny that, that is true. It's like riding a bike. Except I've never really done that, so. I used to ride a bike a lot. I did. I used to ride the really bike to the gym. It, did. That's how long ago I used to ride a bike. What was that, about a thousand years yes, ago? Yes, exactly. It was a penny farthing. <laughs>
1: um, now, what else came out this week? Um, Humanware announced a new product, mm-hmm. which was kind of ex- – well, it was expected something was coming. We didn't know when, um, but we did know something was coming. They're so secretive. And, come
2: on now, Humanware. Well, come yeah, on I mean, now. it was all
1: rumour. This all kicked off at CSUN this year because when CSUN happened in Anaheim in California – there was a suggestion of a new product coming from Victor Reader, or from Humanware, I should say, a new Victor Reader stream. Yeah,
2: but they it came and, from them.
1: Well, well, to my understanding, yes, yeah. that's right, it did. But but no, but no more detail was given. And mm-hmm. what we now know is that a product is coming. It was announced at the ACB convention. Uh, there's a few people who've been there, uh, you know, reporting on it uh, from the virtual. Point of view because they've been not not physically present at the ACB event, but the um, they did attend virtually and they were able to report on this. So this is the new product. It's called the Stellar Trek. So we've got the Victor Reader Trek, um, and you've got the Victor Reader Stream, but you've now got the Stellar Trek. It's a GPS device. It's still in beta, and the price is unknown. So this was announced at uh, ACB's convention uh, this week. Uh, or just actually the tail end of last week. And um, what, is, uh, what is, well, let, let me go through the, the detail here of what we know so far. Please, this so comes far it's just David, the name. Yeah, David Goldfield, <laughs> um, who uh, wrote this blog on this, and we'll, we'll link to this in the show notes. So in terms of size, it's the size of a deck of cards, two cameras on the back, which could be used for door detection, apparently. Ah, okay. It also has OCR capabilities, uh, the demonstration showed the OCR features, quick uh, reading mode, takes pictures of text and then reads. Um, you can also use it for reading things like signs and menus. It gives you detailed uh, reading as well, which means you can... Uh, and for, for detailed reading, you'll get orientation information to help position the camera. Um, they uh, did a, a demonstration of reading a, a menu, and it, it seemed to work pretty well. Uh, there's virtual map browsing. I'm not entirely sure what that means. Um And in terms of size, it's a bit longer than the Victor Trek, not quite as thick and wide, similar in size to, if you remember, the Trekker Breeze, um, which seems to me that they've just kind of gone back to that style of device. There's also no uh, reading or media capabilities of the stream. It does have Bluetooth. It will work with QWERTY keyboards through Bluetooth as well Mm. um, for typing in an address or a Wi-Fi password. You will need a Wi-Fi connection, um, which it has, and that's for updating the maps and downloading the software. Uh, it also has a four-way direction pad, um, a long button on the left, small button on the right. It is so new, they don't have a price yet, um, <laughs> and also no date of when it will actually be released. But there you go. And there's no information online. If you actually go and search for online, you won't find anything. The closest you'll get is this article, which was put together by, uh, as I say, David Goldfield, who is a... Uh, an assistive tech specialist who thankfully took down these notes. Excellent job. Yeah, yeah. Because there's no other information available at all about this. Um, so, really, we're talking here about a device which has the OCR capability and the reading ability. So, very much an out and about device with the GPS capability. And when you think about it, compare that with say, an iPhone. I mean, not pair as in you know like Bluetooth. I mean, just have them have the two of them having that device alongside an iPhone might not be a bad combination. And maybe that's why they've chose to go down this route as opposed to trying to be an all-in-one device with the reading and the, the media options as well. What do you think?
2: Um, okay. Um, <laughs> yes, okay. So, GPS device on its own. Why Why go over that rather than use Apple Maps, Google Maps, or whatever on your smartphone? There is an argument that better GPS reception. Um on those sort of standalone devices, right? Um, and I, I absolutely agree with that. I don't really understand why you would leave out things such as media playback or audio books. Why would that be so difficult to leave in this device? Why separate out these thing like the Victor Reader Stream from this new device? Uh, I don't really get the need for that. You've got a D-pad navigation. You've got a couple of buttons. You could easily put in a menu in there to listen to podcasts and whatever else um but that's by the by the by really as a standalone gps device from what i understand these trekker whatever's work particularly well so Mm. yeah if if people like them then why not Uh, just again i I just why not put that extra functionality in there because i'm gonna guess this isn't going to be a cheap device
1: no, I mean, yeah, like, like all these products, right? The specialists, so they, they do come at a cost.
2: That, which I get, you know, which I totally understand. Yeah. But then again, it does seem, you know, why wouldn't you put that in the software? Why wouldn't you put the option to load your media or podcast in there to give someone extra functionality in that in that device? Uh, yeah, I, I, I guess you're sort of cannibalizing your own device lineup then. Why would you get a Victor Reader stream? But, you know, uh, yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean one example of
1: a re or a reason, if you like, why you might want to choose this over an iPhone, for at least for the navigation side, is that apparently, and I don't know if this is to be true or not, I-, I read this online and I I take people's word at this, but they say that the you know, cell phone connections that give you the GPS coordinates and the connections aren't that great. They are slow. Um, you know, you can have issues if you're not in a good area. Uh, whereas these devices, because of the technology they use, because it's you know direct GPS, they get much better communication. Yeah, much now, whether that's true or not, I, I don't know. But it kind of totally makes sense to me, I suppose, because it's not trying to load up a map visually on a screen. It's not pulling all that data and trying to turn it into visuals as well.
2: Yeah, well, I think it's more of a case of just how much uh, how much uh, aerial or antenna has it got for receiving satellite uh, signals and tri- triangulating. Oof, dear. Um, you know, I think it's three satellites that you need to have line of sight to or whatever. Um, I think this is just probably, you know, from a design point of view, hardware design, it's designed to make that as much as possible. We have a smartphone, they're trying to cram everything in this thin, Mm. small device. So the performance is going to be less. So I could totally get that it would give better performance. And again, that's the thing we always have, you know, a specialized device usually is going to give you better performance. Over a, a jack of all trades, which is the smartphone, but then you know the convenience and the price point of a smartphone, it makes still makes it difficult.
1: Yeah, I mean, so I mean, I'm looking at the price. So the price of the Victor Reader Trek, which is GPS and media player, right? So you get all that in one device. That's nine seven five. Okay, so that's nine hundred seventy five Canadian dollars. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, so what I now have. Mm. In, if I'm looking to buy one of these, because I was I was quite intrigued by this, I thought you see what, what humor would bring it. You could buy bri- you could buy yeah. a smart toaster, five dollars
2: cheaper for the toaster. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it won't tell you what. Well, it might tell might you be. where to go, but not the way you want. Yeah. Um, but basically, you have two options now. You have GPS and media player, mm-hmm. or GPS and cameras and OCR. OCR. Yeah for door detection and, and how that's going to work in comparison to what Apple are bringing out, I have no idea. I, If I'm honest, guys, I have to be brutally honest because this is my opinion. I haven't tried this new device, but from my point of view, I think I'd rather have the Victor Reader Trek because I, I think my iPhone will do the door detection stuff and the AI much better, I think. But you know what? I, I will look forward to being proved wrong I, if it does it as well as Apple can or gives more information information. Uh, in an accessible way, and arguably it should because of the nature of the device. It's built for blind people. Yes, it should give more information. It should be better. Then, um, then I'd be all in. But I, I don't know. I, I think being an iPhone owner, being someone who's got these capabilities coming, I would just go for the Trek, the Victor Reader Track not the
2: yeah, yeah yeah i get what you're saying i mean look with the, with the lenses in there with the cameras in there i can see it the argument for this this is a mobility device right it gives you gps turn by turn navigations then you've got cameras did you say cameras is there more than one two cameras in there Yeah, yeah. so you've got two cameras in there I, I guess that's for depth of field maybe who knows um But you've got two cameras in there for things like you know the last 10 yards problem which is the biggest problem we've got with mobility gps can get you in the vicinity but how do you find the door you know forever Mm -hmm. banging on the windows like a bumblebee when i'm fine somewhere you can (laughs) never find the door it's it's a terrible problem now maybe that could be useful that if you could get ira connection in there as well absolutely amazing so maybe that's the argument that this is purely for mobility but again I still say, you know what, when I'm traveling, I want to listen to podcasts and media as well. Chuck that in there and okay. Anyway, speaking of Ira,
1: big news from Ira. We'll get into that next.
0: Double Tap Canada will be back after this. This is Double Tap Canada. Have your say right now. Call or text 1 844 971 1999 or email feedback at ami.ca. Now back to the show.
1: Yeah, we really are keeping the best to last because uh, there's a fantastic story about Ira that I want to share with you, and uh, we're going to be hearing from Janine Stanley from Ira in just a moment as well uh, to explain more about the big announcements this week. Uh, but just before that, I want to mention this: uh, Microsoft are announcing and they're making a few changes to Outlook in the next few months, which is interesting. <gasps> Good. Um, they are bringing out a new. <laughs> they're bringing out a new Outlook Lite, L I T E. Android app. That's coming this month.
2: Oh, that was a shame. It's going so well. Outlook Outlook Express is back. Oh, wow. Outlook
1: Express. (laughs) Do you remember the other day, there was a a program I used to use for uh, writing documents. Was it Lotus one two three? Of course, yes.
2: Lotus, yes. And am Word Star. i yeah. Word Perfect. Oh. Word
1: Perfect, yes, that's right. It's all happening. It takes now? me back. Yes. Anyway, uh, back to present. So Outlook Light is coming for Androids, and uh, basically what they've suggested is they, they're going to bring an app which brings all the benefits of Outlook and a smaller app size with uh, fast performance. Now. The idea here is, and, and I think this is interesting, that it's coming to Android because they say in their um, in their documentation that it's for low end devices on any network. <laughs> so, okay, that's. <laughs>
2: I nearly choked on my drink.
1: So race to the bottom, guys. But look, in all seriousness, yes, low end devices is one thing, but we've got to think about around the world here, right? It's okay for us, lovely people in the West, who can all sit here with our fast four G and five G internet connections, but if you're in, you know, in Africa. You may not have access to that kind of speed, that kind of network. So for that reason, they're making this available in other ways. And and we've seen this, actually. I didn't realize this reading through this article from ZDNet. Um, It was interesting that it's not the only company to have done this. Facebook Lite was launched in 2015 as a one megabyte app.
2: Oh, I Um, seem to remember that. Yeah.
1: Google did the same uh, or followed with a, a version of Go, lightweight Android apps, including Gmail Go in 2018. Um, And apparently on Android, Outlook Mobile is one of the most popular email apps. More than 500 million downloads have taken place on the Google Play Store. Um, And The Verge, uh, who is also in this article, they recommend Outlook um, on any platform, frankly, iOS or Android. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'll be honest, from an accessibility point of view, yes, Outlook is okay. It's not bad. Yeah. But... I don't think there's anything wrong with the Mail app on iOS either, to be honest. Maybe on Android I would use Outlook. I don't know. I just find it so
2: odd. uh, Now now then, all I wanted to do was take some of the emails from my mailing list, make a rule to say, hey, any emails from this mailing list, just put them in this folder. You try and do that on the Mail app on your iPhone. It's impossible. You can't do it. I mean, that is basic and yet you can't it. It blows my mind why we're so behind when it comes to email. It should be so simple, all this stuff. But yeah, I've still got like a thousand drafts at the bottom of my mail app in my iPhone because I just can't delete them for some reason. It's crazy. Um, When it comes to Outlook, I I do like Outlook, but it just seems to be slow. Why is it such a system resource hog? I'm not talking about mobile version. I'm talking about on Windows here. It just, ah, I, I give up. I give up. And the Windows mail app, on Windows 11 that I'm using here, eh, it's okay, but even then, it's not great. Sometimes it'll tell you what you're deleting, sometimes it won't. What's the matter with email? What's going on in today's world, Stephen? Oh, where do you want me to start? <laughs> uh, or oh, you
1: want me to go with that Outlook, right? Uh, okay, yeah, that's, yeah, uh, please. Oh, that's the place you chose to start. Okay, fine. Uh, well, I will tell you, I uh, had some fun today because I was setting up, um, doing some stuff on my, my PC, and... I realized that I was running a 2020 version of JAWS because (sighs) Outlook was just not performing. It was just not responding. Windows 11 wasn't responding well. It was just a bit of a mess. I thought, hang on a minute. So I just checked my version of JAWS and I realized that it had been set up to open 2020 at startup and that's what it was running. Mm, mm, so, mm. Uh, yeah. Quickly changed that, and everything's running a lot everything smoother Everything was now. glorious. Thank goodness again. for that. Yes. Oh, 2022, Jaws. That's the answer to everything. I will say, though, it was uh, Narrator that got me there, so I often think, why don't I just stick with Narrator? Um, anyway, uh, this will not make you happy because Microsoft are also testing a new Outlook for Windows app, and the new app is in testing and is based on Outlook on the web. Okay, okay. Oh, now,
2: all... Apps on the Windows Microsoft Store are absolutely terrible. Every single one of them. There, I've said it. You have? I've said it. That's I right. Tried. And that's the
1: last we'll ever get from Microsoft just, in the sorry. show. Thanks.
2: No. Well, I'm sorry. Just stick with your desktop apps. Don't let's, – let's move away from that Windows Store. If you're going to use your universal web programs or whatever they're called, then just – make them work Netflix constantly crashes I thought oh I'll try Netflix it's okay it's a slightly weird navigation system they have on these Windows apps but I can get over it I'm okay I can learn I can change I'm not a dinosaur and then it crashes after 30 seconds every time awful yeah sorry
1: brilliant brilliant yeah I know. well you anyway, we can look forward to that because that's going to be rolling out on uh, Windows machines in the years ahead glorious hopefully hopefully I'll be dead yeah um, so there we go. Anyway, uh, let's move on to uh, Ira because oh, yeah. Ira made a big announcement this week. They have announced that they are going to be everywhere, everywhere. Oh, and when we say everywhere, we mean everywhere. It's going to be like Luke behind your sofa. There's an Ira agent there. Um, Luke, like a new horror
2: movie. Luke behind. Is that his name? Sorry carry on
1: moving on um that that actually that silence was intended this time um so <laughs> let's uh let's hear from uh janine stanley because uh you know this this is big news right ira have announced that they're going to be on uh well three initially three major platforms starting from july or at least the end of july they're going to be launching public betas for desktop so you'll be able to open up your desktop computer and use IRA. And what that will mean is if you need technical support on your computer, you no longer have to, you know, get someone on IRA on the call on your phone, and then you've got to point your phone at the thing and do the team viewer thing and blah blah blah. You can just connect, boom, they're right on to your computer. And you'll actually get the boom noise to go with it. I will donate that to IRA. Well done, you. You're a hero. Um, I am, I know. And also, they are going to be launching on, and I think this is big news, actually, for a lot of people. Maybe you'll scoff at this, but I think a lot of people will be quite pleased about Gary. this. Uh, the Blind Shell Classic 2, which is the uh, smartphone for people who don't like smartphones. That's what I call it. Uh, because this is a phone which has got many features to it. It's got lots of great tools and an actual keyboard, uh, although it's a T nine keyboard, you know one to nine, yep. as opposed to the the full size QWERTY, not like a BlackBerry, not like that idea, but just like a standard. If you remember the old Nokia phones, um, just like one of those. And Ira's going to be on there as well, which I think is pretty massive. Actually, it's pretty massive that's going to be on there, um, because that's going to bring Ira to people who do not use smartphones. Simple as that. Yes, I agree. Um, yes, I good.
2: think it's a fantastic thing, despite what Stephen says.
1: I think you'll scoff. because I'm not scoffing. People should be using iPhone. Um, so there's that. Uh, so that's good news. And then the big news was, and we were kind of hoping for this, that they would launch on some kind of wearable <laughs> at the moment. As you know, Apple, Google, no wearables at this point in time. There's nothing. Well, I mean, Google, yes, but yeah. no one uses that. Um, and... <laughs> It's uh, it's been interesting because in the in the mainstream space there hasn't been that much in the way of wearables that we've been able to use uh, with cameras, and I am convinced wrong. Man. I am convinced. I know you think I'm wrong. You are one. wrong, but I am convinced that there won't be cameras on any wearables from mainstream providers. Not like um, Apple. Certainly not Apple. Google. I don't know. And of course, the only one that kind of throws me off this scent a little bit is facebook because they have the ray-ban stories glasses yeah which do have a camera in them yeah um so i don't know but you, but that camera can only be used to record on the snapshots on or, or short videos on the glasses and then transfer the video
2: everyone so get used to cameras streaming. people it's fine yeah well that would be a lot
1: easier to be yep. fair but instead we've seen companies like arx vision and envision coming out with products that do have cameras now in envision's case it's google glass they use the enterprise edition they use that And you would buy that, you would wear that on your face. ARX Vision is more like Aftershocks headphones with a camera built in. Um, So that's quite interesting. So we're going to hear more about that in a minute. But I want to hear first from uh, Janine Stanley from IRA. We got a chance to speak to her this week uh, ahead of the announcement.
3: So, Sean, did you get to play around with the ARX headset?
2: No. Oh, I didn't get my hands on it, but I heard all about it. There was a lot of buzz about it.
3: Well, guess what? We are in collaboration with ARX and Ira will be on the ARX headset very soon. Everything's happening at the end of July. So we are hoping to open up some more information about that at the end of July. Hands free. (laughs) Hands
1: free? Camera? Yep. Oh, hallelujah. Yep. A wearable camera with Ira. Yep, yep. Oh my yep, Christmases yep. have come at once. <laughs> yep. Sign and me up.
3: Aha. Uh-huh. Well, give it a give it a try. And um, but ARX, we are working with them now. Here's the catch though, Stephen. Oh. Uh, the ARX software only works on Android. Oh, what? Now, that oh. said. That said, you can get, you can take that Android phone out of your desk drawer that's been sitting there forever. Which and you can one? just yeah. <laughs> see. See, Stephen's got the Android phones, people. If you get the AirX headset, just go to him. He's got a ton of them, yeah. hand,
1: them. Yeah. hand them out. <laughs> hand them out to you. Exactly. Line up in an orderly queue. Mm-hmm.
3: But you can make that your IRA device. Just uh, it will connect to the headset. And then you can just go with that, the Android phone in your pocket, Ira on your head, and away you go. And I know people are also going to ask about uh, the other company that has the headset, uh, Envision AI. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yes. we will be you will hear something about that collaboration in August.
1: So there you go. Very, very exciting to hear from Janine Stanley talking there about ARX Vision and Envision uh, partnering up with Irish on it, it's going to be an interesting couple of months. Interesting? This is
2: massive news. This is the holy grail of assistive tech, as far as I'm concerned. Janine, Janine, I'm so in love with you. It's amazing. I, I, well, look, hold that,
1: oh, hold that excitement. Can... We'll take a short break. We'll come back, yeah. I promise you, we'll talk more about it.
0: Hang on. This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. This... Is Double Tap Canada now back to the show?
1: Okay, go, 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 go. Hey, oh, talk about you excited.
2: Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> Ira, that was hard for you to wait,
0: wasn't
1: <laughs> it?
2: That's was hard for it you was. to wait. Ira, for me, is uh, probably the most important development to come to assistive tech since the iPhone. I, I, I really think it's that important, and it has the potential to make such a difference to our lives as visually impaired people. And I know that sounds all a little bit cheesy and like, a, like an advert, but I honestly mean that. And this development into wearables is just another step. And as I keep saying, the Holy Grail for me is something that you don't have to think about and being able to get that assistance on tap at any point. And uh, having a wearable, having smart glasses where you don't have to hold the phone out in front of you, you don't have to worry about looking odd and making sure the camera's looking in the right uh, direction or
1: someone steals your phone. So,
2: uh, well, yes, I know that is concerning for some people. I, I, yeah, and I do get that. Um, but uh, yeah, honestly, I think this is massive news. The more people that have access to Ira, and moving away, look, the wearables do excite me, I must admit. but. At the same time, I recognise they are pricey. There is a financial consideration to be had with these. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know if I would be able to afford one. There is talk that there will be payment plans available for them, which is fantastic. Again, uh, which again gives more people access. But you know, joking aside, the blind shell classic uh, announcement as well, having Ira on there uh, again gives people that may not have the confidence for a smartphone touchscreen. Uh, access to this amazing service. The key word that you've
1: missed in all this, and and actually it sums up your your point perfectly, is human. While everyone everyone in the world talks about artificial intelligence, you know what, I like some human intelligence. You know, it does exist. I mean, it may not feel that (laughs) way sometimes, but it does actually exist. And occasionally, it's nice to speak to an actual human being. Now, if you're uh, uh, someone who's a bit older, or someone who is not great with technology, or someone who just you know needs a bit of help, and you're blind. Having a human around is not a bad thing, and if you live alone, then you really could do with a human every so often, especially one with working eyes. Yes, absolutely. So and- you know, having that just is, and that's not exclusive to old people. That's for all of us, frankly, who are
2: visually impaired. I think anyway. absolutely. Um, more than that. I forgot what I was going to say now but more than that oh no this was it so you also have the the human touch right which is as we all know ai is nowhere near able to 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 help us to that extent it's not prime as time. a human no no. Um, but more than that that human that agent that ira agent also has access to technology itself you know it, it can Bring up a map. Uh, They can bring up a GPS. They can bring up a menu of where you are. They can bring up a manual of where you are, and they can do that easily and quickly. Absolutely amazing. No, it
1: is it's fantastic news. And you know what? It's got a lot of people asking one question this week. What is ARX Vision? Ah, (laughs) yes. So many people asking that. So I can tell you that I am going to be speaking to those guys very soon. Uh, for a future Double Tap TV episode. And we will be trying out the kit as well and hopefully get an Envision on as well because a lot of people don't realize about that. You know, if you've got that kit and you're going to benefit from Ira, you'll benefit from all the services that that thing can offer as well, including the AI. Yes. So sometimes you want to do that short text reading, it'll be in and built into that device. So we'll, we'll talk about all that in the coming weeks. It's a very exciting time. And do you notice... We barely mentioned iPhones, we barely mentioned Androids. We talked about specialist kit this time. Wow. Wow. What happened? I don't know. Something's gone horribly wrong. <laughs> the balance will be reset next week I'm sure when Mark returns. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Sean, thank you for being here. We will be back next week. Doing it all again. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening. Catch you again next. Join me every couple of weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast where we learn about outdoor tech
1: and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.
0: Next time.